0: Well, I hope that everybody here got what you wanted this week or this weekend. I hope that it was everything that you bargained for. I hope that it was everything you might have even prayed for. I know there's, and we say that, but all through the year and all through time, everybody has whatever you've wanted, whatever you've desired. At some point, just like the weather, you're like, Lord, please don't let it rain. Lord, please don't let this happen. I, I've got this, and there's no doubt that some people for Christmas got this extraordinary outfit that was just for winter. And I want to wear it so bad Sunday. Well, it's 90 degrees. And now you mad at everybody because you can't wear your new outfit. But that's the way life is sometimes. You never know how it's going to happen. The thing is not that did you get what you wanted, but... I want somebody to know today that you don't have to leave here, and I'm not being cliche. that you don't have to leave here without the very thing you need. All the other was, is superficial. All the other is things that we can live with or we can live without. But a true, genuine relationship with Jesus Christ, you cannot live without. No matter how hard you try, no matter how many gifts you buy, no matter what store you go to, it does not matter. You will not be able to truly survive this journey without a relationship with him. And that's where we're at today. So if I could, just for a few moments, I want us to read a very familiar. And now, look, I'm not going to preach the birth of Christ. The birth of Christ was... And we won't even get all caught up on when the Sabbath is and and when the true day was. But we celebrated it yesterday that that was the beginning, that that was. But I want us to take a look in uh, Isaiah 7 and 14, I believe it is. It said, therefore, Now I'm not contradicting myself, y'all just calm down. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. behold. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel or God with us. Now, one of the interpretations that I have here that I just pasted it said, Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign, listen carefully. How many times have we heard somebody look at us and say, Listen carefully? The virgin will conceive and birth to a son, and you will call his name Emmanuel. So this is many years, however, when Isaiah was speaking, that was a long time before he was born. He was just prophesying, letting the world know that no matter what you're walking through, no matter what you're going through, eventually there is somebody that is going to come on the scene that is going to change your life. Eventually, you're going to get a gift that it's gonna be the gift that it rises above any other gift, but we still couldn't gather it. There, there's all of us here today. There's no way. E- even in the secular world, even in our natural gifts that come from secular stores, we're walking around thinking, even as kids and adults, there's no way I'll ever have that. There's no way somebody would give me that. There's no way that when I get up on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve, that I'm gonna have that gift. You really don't know what's under the tree. Now, I know we shake it, you know, and we try to figure it out. I know yesterday we was opening up gifts yesterday morning and, and they shaking gifts and we shaking gifts and they after about 20 minutes of shaking, they ask that question, is it breakable? Well, it's kind of late to be asking that question because we're already in the shaking. We're trying to figure out what God has got for us. And I know that... A year has come and gone, and two years have come and gone, and your life, ever how old you are, has now. It's, everything has passed before you, and now you're at this moment. So I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about his birth, but I want us just for a moment to listen to what God has to say or to speak to show us that while you're on this journey, you're going to have to pay attention to some signs. You're going to have to listen carefully. You're going to have to realize that, hey, I'm not real sure what's going on. You know that signs are there for a reason. Now, I may have to take this part out, second service, because my wife will be here. There's nothing like driving down the highway. Now, I'm just, I mean, I try to let her know that it's just because she's so wonderful that she is my guide. She's the Holy Spirit for a little while. And as I'm driving, what gets me, What? what this, is, this is so crazy. And I'm, not, I'm not saying it in retrospect, but kind of like you're, you're going down the interstate. And all of a sudden, they look at you and go, you know you missed your exit. Well, what? What? <laughs> you could have told me that. Oh, I, you said you knew where you was going. That's how marriage works, right? That, that's, now, now, there's no way there's, that, that that's prefaced with a fuss coming. Because now she's going to be even more angry because we're late getting to where she's supposed to be going. And I'm like, no, no, that's not my fault. Well, you can't read signs. There's merge signs. There's go ahead and get over in the go ahead and get over in that lane. And now we even have Siri that do y'all, y'all realize something. Siri will let you know when there's a the highway patrol ahead of you. Has anybody noticed that? It says in three miles, there's a speed check. I'm like, hallelujah. Is that the Lord speaking or is that Siri speaking? But I didn't know what that was. I said, speed, Jake. What is that? Top the to hill, there's law enforcement. I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's, I mean, I'm not saying I speed or anything. I'm just saying for the ones that, that do speed, put that in your little, you know, turn Siri on. I know a lot of y'all are conspiracy theorists and you got Siri off. You don't want nobody to know what you're talking about, but flip Siri on when you travel but even Siri says, go ahead and get in the right two lanes. Get in the right two middle lanes. Now, I'm ADHD, so when she starts talking all that crap, I don't even know what lane I'm in now. I'm just looking for a lane to get off. But that is a sign that's telling me you need to get off here. You need to slow down. You need to stop. You need to merge. You need to yield. But no, we're just like driving. We're doing our thing. We're We're, we're wide open. I remember that as your it's, it's been now I, well, time gets away so quick I want to say it's been about three weeks ago when uh, baby Layton was born Bryce and Joseph child I'm, I almost said Mary and Joseph but here's the thing it was well it was almost like the birth of Christ because we're outside camped out of a hospital we're outside peeking through windows. We're waiting on somebody to come and tell us, is everything okay? And the only ones that was in the end was Joseph and Bryce. That was it. Everybody else is outside. But the anticipation, of course, of that birth, the anticipation of what's about to happen. And now all of a sudden, there is the baby. The baby is born. Jesus was born yesterday. And now the question is, what are we going to do with that gift? that he give us now what now that all the you woke up this morning and if you didn't go already go put all the trash out there's a stack of of christmas paper this high you could burn for days there's boxes everywhere that now the kids are asleep and you're up and depressed because you can't pay for all that stuff now and they're they're knocked out and you're like i hope they enjoyed that and and here now, now that's us now that's the day after it was all fun and games in that anticipation and that building up to that point to when it happened. The day after salvation came, the day after we were saved, the day after that light just bust through eternity. Look, we're not just talking about a PlayStation 7 or an 8 or a 9, we're talking about Jesus Christ. The very one that is part of God that slung the stars into the heavens. The very one that took his hand and raked rivers and made oceans. That's who we're talking about. We're not talking about something that is just so minute, but we're talking about something that is real that is going to help me and going to help you. If you pay attention to the signs. If on your journey you realize where you're going. Does anybody, if I ask you, do you know where you're going this evening? Now, some will be like, I'm going to the house. Some will be like, I don't know. And if any of you is going to eat, you're definitely like, I don't have a clue. For two hours, we'll argue about which Mexican restaurant we're going to eat at. I think there's only one or two in far, so it shouldn't take that long. But you've got to decide what are you waiting on. I'm talking about the day your life changed forever. Does anybody here remember when God changed you and saved you? And told you and reminded you, Brother Caleb, when you walked up them stairs of that old church. And God, t- and he told us, this is it. Get it today. Well, as I said in the very beginning of this message, and this may be very Sunday school, but if you're going to get the gift you've been wanting and you want your life to change, then that's got to be today. The day after. Everything has happened. The day after, it's not about you anymore. The day after that you thought you could not beat addiction and you realized you could beat it. The day after that you realized your marriage really could work, no matter how crazy he or she is, it really could work. And that's where we're at. I believe, and I I looked at my son-in-law Cameron last night, or maybe when we was riding, I can't remember. I said, you know what? I said, sometimes we do... The greatest gift in the world and the gifts that Jesus presents in front of us like Dirty Santa. We're like, we, we come to that gift and we're like, nope, don't like that one. I think I want somebody else's. I want your, I like what you got. Now, don't try to hide it. Don't try to put it behind the chair. Don't try to do any of that. I, I want it. And we have all these rules, and and I don't even have time for this, but we have everything that goes on with Dirty Santa, but for whatever reason, what you get, you don't like. And I try hard today to say this with as much passion and as much kindness as I possibly can. But I will be honest. Sometimes when I'm watching people open gifts, and it's not always children, it's even some adults, but when you're watching somebody that's got nine or ten gifts laying in front of them and they open this gift up and there ain't nothing open but the bow and they see one little Nike tag hanging out, oh, that's got to be a coat. I don't need that. I mean, the gift is not even opened yet. And you're off to the next one. What's in the next box? What's in the next box? Never stopping to just thank the Lord for what is in box number one. Salvation forgiveness your life changed forever it's it's crazy how i want what everybody else has got until i get what everybody else has got boy i tell you i wish i had no I, i i really don't take the gift now i get it that's the way dirty santa's played but we're not playing dirty santa the greatest gift ever was born and it laid in a manger, in an inn, wherever. Or there was no room in the inn, but it laid in a manger, out in a stable, in a barn somewhere. And nobody even realized. And I get that everybody's been talking about it for thousands of years. And you start realizing what kind of gift you've really got, then you'll start living for the Lord a whole lot more. When you realize really what is in your hand or in your heart. The problem is, I've got a good buddy of mine that always says it like this. And this is nothing spiritual, but he's just a saying he has. He said you got to walk it like you talk it. I don't even know where that come from, but he always just in any conversation, you got to walk it like you talk it. If there was ever a day. Yeah, but I'm a Christian. Oh. Christian. Christ. Like like Christ. I'm not judging but I'm just a fruit inspector But I'm afraid, dude, you said you was a, a peach But you look like a fig I'm not real sure what's going on here But somewhere along the line You talking it, but you definitely not walking it I can fix your car, really? Yeah, I'm a mechanic I got a pair of pliers and a socket wrench That don't make you a mechanic I got to see some work you've done See, that's whenever we get somebody to work on something. There's very few people that I will pick the phone up I know here a while back, Jim had texted me and said, do you know somebody that can do so-and-so with some kind of work he needed done? He trusted me enough to give, some, give him a number or if I knew someone that could perform that task. But I don't just trust everybody that says, hey, you need to get so-and-so. No, 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 I really don't. Because when I pick so-and-so, when I go to a restaurant, I'm real bad. And I know it's not always accurate, but I'm always bad about looking at those reviews. Now, I know there's just some mad couple in there a lot of times that just didn't like the lemons in the tea and wrote some horrible review. But, you know, if 12 people says I'm a thief, I'm pretty much going to be a thief probably. So that's why I want to pay attention to what I am and what I If, if I'm going to walk this thing, if I'm going to say, hey, I live for the Lord every day, then I need to be living for the Lord. Oh, but you know, Brother Joel, I'm, 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 we just human Yeah, you're right. Well, all of us is human. And and my favorite one is, you know, the Lord knows what's in my heart. He does. And that should terrify most of us. That should scare you to death, and I don't even have two more minutes, and you be in this altar. But that's where that we're at today. We're not playing Dirty Santa. I don't want to just jump from one gift to the next and not enjoy what I have. I'm thinking, you know, you're, you, especially kids are going through all of these, all of these, these gifts, and they, they'll snatch up a and suit. I don't really need that. They going on to the next one. All of a sudden, there's something they really, really enjoy. And then all of a sudden, one day, a week later, it's 30 degrees outside. Mama, where's my coat at? Oh, I thought you didn't need. I give that to little Johnny down the road. Let that PlayStation keep you warm. Yeah. Yeah. See, we don't we don't understand that part of it though. We don't we don't get that part of it. We're like, oh, oh, yeah, wrap wrap it around you. Yeah, but see, you had a gift. You had something. I mean, somebody took the time out. Oh, I don't even have time today. I need to just go ahead and move on. Somebody took the time out to go somewhere and get you a gift and design that gift especially for you. Got your, look, they could have just got an extra large, this tall, and you about this tall and say, here, wrap that around you. But that's not what they did. See, what God did, God said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I got a gift for y'all. I'm going to wrap this dude up in flesh. I'm going to send it down to a place where there's nobody and there's no, I can't do it because I'm God. I'm the greatest spirit ever. If you look at my face, I'll kill you. But I'm going to wrap some, I'm he said, God was manifest in the flesh. In other words, wrapped up, sent down. We know the story. I'm sure Bradley probably preached it this past Wednesday night or on Christmas Eve. Night, so we know that part of it. But it was designed for us. You better keep and enjoy every gift you get, every blessing that comes your way. Well, you know what? I really didn't want that blessing. You better take that blessing. And I know how sometimes we try to be so Spiritual. God's blessing us, whether it be financially, health-wise or whatever. And we, we, we try to be like, now, Lord, you know, I probably got more than I need. Not me. I'm like, oh, no, no, it's coming. Let, let it come on. Because I know one day that window may stop up. And it might not be coming out so strong. And I want to be able to take what I've got. And I want to keep what I've got. And I want to be able to hold what I... I want to enjoy what I've got. And if I'm ever going to enjoy my gift, I got to spend time with it. And that gift, which was Jesus, this is the day after the birth. This is the day after all the excitement. This is the day after everything else has happened. Now what you going to do? Now you're back to normal. Now there is no Bible study. Now there is, everybody said, Oh, you can make it, Brother Kenneth. You can do this, man. Now all of a sudden they gone. Pastor's on vacation. He's skiing. I sure do wish he would. I I would know he's not here. Newsflash. You got to be able to live for the Lord like you live for the Lord. We need everybody, and when I get to the end of this, I'm going to prove to you we need everybody in this journey, in on, on this walk, but at some place, somehow, I've got to enjoy and have a relationship with my gift, and that's Jesus. Mm. So, have you ever in your life had somebody to come up to you and say, hey, come on, let's go take a walk? Now, a lot of times when my dad would say, hey, son... Let's go take a walk. I'm thinking, ooh, Lord. This is going to be like walking with Jesus. And that's what I'm talking about today. It's walking. This is a journey. This is a walk after Jesus. And I'm going to preach a series a little bit, excuse me, a little bit later on, but I want to just give some little notes here. Is that it is truly a journey. We've heard it uh, the whole since we got saved. Now, you got to walk for the Lord. you got to walk with the Lord. This is a journey from point A to point B. I mean, you, you can't just beam me up, Scotty. I mean, this is the real deal. I mean, you've got to go get in your car to go to Walmart, or you let somebody else carry you. But I remember those walks, and sometimes they were good. Sometimes they were just good old chats, and, you know, how you doing, how's your life? And other times it wasn't so good. And you out there walking and, and you, you done got nervous. Man, you just like, oh, I wonder what's... you trying to think of everything. Right, did I do anything? Have I? Did I have a bad attitude toward my mama? I'm just, I'm just trying to get everything gathered up. And see, we do that, though. And in, the, and in the scheme of things, a lot of times, it's not even for the bad. I just got you out here to tell you how much I care about you. And how much I love you. And how much I want to see you succeed. The same journey is with the Lord. We read in that scripture, He said, There will be a sign. And I said, You got to pay attention to signs. You have to be able to do everything that you can do to stay on task, to do what you're doing on this journey. It's tough sometimes. You know why? There's what? There's distractions, there's billboards everywhere. Everywhere think you riding down the road there's a big billboard. I mean they don't want you to wreck, but they got a humongous sign that says all this stuff. It's 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 like a 12-page paragraph. Well, who if why well, put it up there if they don't want you to read it? Now you're in the ditch under the under the sign. Well, I was just reading the sign. Well, there's a little thing called common sense also that you got to pay a little more attention. But on these walks and this is what I this is what I later I want to want to be able to talk about more in depth But there is 113 days, if I count it correctly, from yesterday to Easter, which is the 17th of April. That's the journey, just for a moment, that I want to talk about. The day after he was born, and let's just walk with him for 113 days. Vic, that can't be hard. He walked 33 and a half years and ended up at the Easter. I just wonder if... Not waiting till January 1st, till you've gained 17 more pounds between now and January 1st, and you give all the fitness gyms all of your money how you're going to change. I think today would be a really good day to start. Because if I can't walk just 113 days with Jesus, then there's something in my relationship. That is not really where it needs to be. Because as long as I'm walking with Jesus, he is my what? He's my guide. He's the one that's telling me what to do. You're walking with Jesus. Just like him on the boat. The dude's down there asleep. The boat's about to turn over and capsize and we're going to all drown. We're going to all die. And all he's doing is sleeping. Hey, I don't really care if he is sleeping. He's on my boat. Let him sleep. It really don't matter to me. Let's just keep on keeping on. He, he knows what's up. He may sleep with one eye open. I don't have a clue, but let him do his thing because that's where we're at today. But in those days, we have got to learn to be able to walk. You got to remember, you're walking with a promise. You're walking with your promise. You wanted God to change your life, change your marriage, change your finances. Well, he's doing it. That ain't how I wanted them to do it. Couldn't you do it a little bit easier? You let me down. I mean, no, this is how we're going to do it. We're walking. It's a journey. It is where we're at. I looked up, and, and I wish I would have had time, but I did not. This would have been a four-hour sermon. But I just kind of typed in in Strong's Concordance and the different Hebrew translations about the number 113, and it talks about the angels. That it, what 113 actually said was, was that something – That you're doing now, something in the old has to close in order for a new beginning. that's pretty simple, okay? That is pretty simple. You want God to save you, so guess what? you got to turn around and turn away from all the other. See, we get repentance and forgiveness all mixed up. There's a big difference in repentance and forgiveness. I can say, I forgive you. And it is what it is. I forgive you. And I can tell the Lord, you know, God, I'm sorry. But when I repent, I turn away from all that junk. So you want to be better. You want to be a better husband. You want to be a better preacher. You want to be a better, a better saint. You want to do all the things that you do. Then you have got to go the opposite way that what you're going. You got to do an about face and say, I want a new beginning. Other words, something in your life has to end. Now, the problem is there's a lot of us, we're still kind of enjoying that junk that's in our life. You know, some of us, it's kind of like working. We do just the right amount and put forth the right amount of effort just to get a check. Now, I'm not going to go overboard, but I'm going to do just the minimum standard of what I'll still get paid. We do God like that. We cannot do Him like that. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna be transparent with you this morning. When God I started talking to me about this like Wednesday or Thursday, I'm out there, man, and I'm just, I mean, for for I don't know, for months now, I just have not hardly been able to sleep at night. I've just wake up and I get in there, and at first I was like, you know how it is. Now you just son, you need to get up. You need to get on them knees, son. You need to get in there and pray, boy. I mean, you need to seek God. Well, I did that. And it wasn't helping. I'm sure that I was in my praying. I'm sure that God was doing some things that I did not realize at the time. And there was a time in my life I could pick this book up, this Bible, or you could take take that King James on your iPhone or whatever, and you could start reading it. And about three words in, you're like, you out like a light. Man, I done read the whole Bible almost. I'm still awake. I'm like, this ain't even working. So for whatever reason, it's just been months like that. You know, you go to sleep, you go to bed sleepy, and then all of a sudden, and I wonder. And I told my son-in-law yesterday, I said, I don't even know how I'm even functioning sometimes. Won't even be sleepy during the day." And I and so God, when I started studying this, and God said, "Look, you're not you're not walking." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm walking for you, Lord. I'm, I'm praying at night. Everybody else is asleep, snoring and carrying on, and I, I'm out here praying." I don't pray for everybody at all seasons. So what's up? He said, no, no, you're truly not walking with me. You're wandering. And I don't mean like wonder as in W-O-N-D-E-R. I mean wandering. It's kind of like we're on that journey with the Lord, right? We're walking, man. He's beside me. And he said, come on and follow me. And you know, we, 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 all of us have spiritual ADHD at some point in some time. I mean, there's a quail jumps up. You over here, you over here, man, I gotta catch that dude. I gotta do this, I gotta do that. And, and, and God's over there, okay? Let me tell you something. And then we tell God, wait a minute, you go ahead on, I'll catch up. No, that's not how it works. That's not how that it works. Yeah, I get it. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know we're human. I get it. I know that. But what happens is, Is anybody here ever got a rock in your shoe? Oh, man. It don't matter if they brand new shoes. You just got them for Christmas. Just because they knew, don't mean a rock won't jump off in there. And you walking, and you like, oh, man. And you may be in a spot or a specific place where you can't get the rock out. And boy, and you just like doing all kind of stuff. You rubbing stuff, you rubbing the bottom of your foot like that gonna really help. I'm not sure who you think you are, but you like you just doing all if I can get it behind that toe and maybe over here and make it a little bit more comfortable. I think I can walk with it. And you think it's comfortable, then you get home, it's a big old cut there. But the problem is, is that we're so focused on the rock that's in my shoe that I have forgotten about my walk. I have forgotten that I got two good legs. I got two brand new pair of shoes on. I got good socks. I got good feet. My ankles work. All I got a little rock in there, but I'm so focused and so mad at the world and mad at God because there's a rock in my shoe. Take the rock out. That rock may not always come out, but there'll be a spot where maybe you can, when he said, hey, Let's just rest for a moment. And you take that rock out. There's going to be tragedy in your life. There's going to be some ups and some downs in your life. And we do walk through those times. Psalms 23 and 4, what does this say? Come on, if we, we could all quote Psalms 23 and 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley. And one, one interpretation said, walk through the sunless valley. If I could go through here and I could ask some of us, are you walking through a valley? You'd be like, yes. And then there's going to be some. I'm good right now. But he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you. Who's walking with me? Jesus. He's with me. So what is there to be scared of? How come you can't sleep? How come you're worried about your finances? I, I, don't, I don't quite understand what's going on. He said, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. One's going to protect me, one's going to guide me. And they both together are going to do what? They're going to comfort me. They're going to give me everything that I need to survive this walk. Look, let me tell you something. I know that the load gets heavy. And I was sharing this with somebody at the bank just this last week. And we were talking about how the, when Jesus was walking. Now, Jesus walked 33 and a half years. So that was 33 times that he walked from where we're at right now to what we call Easter. Okay? I'm not going to get all off into all of that. But here's the thing. We're just making one journey. But if you could just make that one journey with him and realize who you're walking with. And that the look, think about how the load got heavy for him along that journey before it came to Easter. Oh, we always want to talk about how big and bad God is. And man, they killed him and they murdered him and they threw him in a tomb and put him on the cross and then they buried him and he came out looking like Superman. That's not how all that happened. We understand who he is. But there was a lot of load that he had to carry. I'm going to tell you something. If you walk in with Christ, guess what? I'm not saying that Christ needs you to help him, but you're going to have a load. Life has gotten heavy for a lot of us. Now, I don't know where you've been the last couple of years, but life has gotten a little heavy between sickness and pandemics and and finances and all the unsurety. We still have to realize who that we are walking with. Hey, I want to follow Christ. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I remember time and time after again, my dad would get ready to leave and go somewhere, and I'd be hey, I want to go, I want to go. And that was most of the times, it was all for fun, going to the store to get something to drink. But I remember this one specific time, he didn't tell me where we was going. So at nine years old, I helped unload 300 watermelons. And I was thinking, whoo, wow. And people wonder why I don't eat watermelon. But here's the thing, you never know what's going to happen on your journey. Everybody, look, even the disciples, we love to talk about all of them, all the disciples, everything that they did, and they followed Jesus and they just they just dropped their nets and said, I'm going with you, Lord. And this Matthew said, You know what? I don't have time to cheat nobody else. I'm going with you, Lord. But we don't realize that we get off in there. What did Jesus tell them? All of y'all, yep, all of y'all, you're gonna die for my name's sake. Now you you wanted to follow me, you wanted to get to heaven. You wanted the greatest gift ever, but nobody said it was going to be easy. But I can tell you what it's going to be. It is going to be worth every heartache that you go through to walk this journey. We're going to struggle. We're going to fall. We're going to get behind on things. We're going to have regrets, but we cannot forget who we are walking or running for. There are some of us here today that I remember we went to the St. Jude's. Uh, I've never ran the full marathon, but I've run the half a couple of times. And you can't forget what you're running for. Now, in the spiritual aspect, that we know what we're running for. What are we running? We're running so we can see Jesus. Now, some of you are so caught up in seeing heaven, you're going to miss Jesus, I'm not really. I'm not really concerned about what heaven looks like and all the jasper and streets of gold and all. I want to see Jesus. I want to see the one that that did lay his hand on me one night and that "Now it's time for you to rest. Enough of this. You've got to a place in this walk where I need you to be at. I'm going to take care of you now." I want to see the one that when everybody else said, you know what, you'll never get off crack cocaine. You are off crack cocaine. That's who I want to see. There's some of you need to realize who you're walking with, and if you're walking with the wrong one, it's time to ditch that dude, whoever it may, it may even be. A dudette, I don't know. Get rid of them too and say it's time to go on my journey. On, but in, in, in running those races, when you want to quit, you're thinking, of especially with St. Jude. When you think about everything that's under that umbrella, that it's about sick children. It's not hard to run at all when you're thinking about what you're doing, money you're raising, and you're just doing it. Because you know what? Just like doing anything else, it's right here. This is where it's at, right here. Well, I'm not big enough. My legs are not long enough. I I just, my, my lungs won't, yes, yes, they will. Yes, they will. Because your body will go a whole lot further than you think it will. You just got to get it right here. And when you get it right here, you just, you press on. He said, press on toward the the mark, the high calling of God. I didn't give her this scripture, but I want to bring up Ecclesiastes 9 and 11, I believe it is. And as I was sitting upstairs and I was going over some of these notes, the Lord just kind of just dropped this in my heart and I, I want you to, I want you just to, I want to read this to you in Ecclesiastes 9 and 11. Are we, are we gathering today what, I, what I'm saying that in this journey, in this walk, how important it is who you walk with, who you do business with? Yeah, that, that that's where we're at. I returned and saw under the, sun, under the sun that the race is not to the what? The swift, nor the battle to the, see we've got it all mixed up. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good looking enough. I'm not tall enough. I don't look like David. I can't be like Jesus. He said it's not to the swift. In other words, it's not to the fastest. Nor the battle to the strong. Oh, here's a good one. All of y'all that think y'all so wise, you're really not that wise. Nor bread to the wise. Nor riches to men of understanding. Nor favor to men for skill. Now that right there tells you, but time and chance happen to them all. So no matter who you are, where you at in your life, stop making excuses. That's the world we live in. I can't do this. You didn't try to do I tried it once. No, you didn't try it enough. And you don't surround yourself with enough people, but it's like running. Here's what I always tell guys. Whenever we're doing PT or something and I'm helping younger, especially younger guys, and, and you know, they may, I mean, I've seen young guys. I am Hey, fellas, I'm not dissing on y'all, but I'm just telling you. I have seen guys, I mean them dudes come out there, they are some kind of fit, I mean them dudes, man, they like, it's 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 what I want to be, it's what I want to be, and we do a little mile and a half run, and I'm talking about they jet out of there on that first lap, and I mean they just running like Superman, and here come my little 50-year-old self about that third or fourth lap, and they over there on the sideline, kind of leaned over and holding the side, and I'm like, what's wrong? Man, I tell you what, no, there is absolutely no excuse. It's not to the swiftest. You just got to keep your feet moving. Just keep your feet moving, I promise you. You will get a lot further than what you think. Because we think in our mind, look, I'm not trying to outrun you. I'm trying to outrun me. I'm not trying to get ahead of you. I'm trying to get myself where I need to get. No, 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 I'm trying to take care of me. Now, if I pass you, it is what it is. Or if you pass me, it is what it is. But that's where that I am. But we can't just hang back, like I said earlier. We can't just be on this journey and tell the Lord to go ahead. I don't really have time right now. I I I got some other things I want to do in my life in this journey. I I don't have time to really really be listening. I don't really have time to be looking at signs. Because what happens is Jesus is talking to us every day. And he, he may look up and say, check this out right here. Check this out. Now you over here looking over here you worried about, how come Pastor not here? And now you done missed what he's wanting to show you over here because you missed that sign. Now you done got off at the wrong exit. I don't know why my marriage is like it is. Yeah, you do. When you think about anything in your life that has gotten out of control, you pretty much know. Just backtrack a little bit and you will realize exactly what's going on. And I'm going to tell you something. It drives me nuts when people wait till January the 1st to say I got new beginnings. Man, I'm going to light it up this year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it this year, man. I tell you what, I, I'm, 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 I'm fitting 50 or whatever it may be. Who, 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 whatever your goal is, today is, that's what I'm trying to tell you, that today is that day. Not next week. Not the weekend, but right now is when the new beginning starts. Start that walk today. You don't have time to wait to get rid of addiction come New Year's. Well, I tell you what, maybe New Year's, man, the Lord's got some, I know the Lord always moves. And we got all these fabulous slogans. No, no, today is the day of salvation. Today is the appointed time for you to do what you need to do. Well, no, There's. there is no, look, if you're struggling, With anything this year, you can't afford, I'm telling somebody today, whatever it may be, you cannot afford to wait no longer. Look, I'm not a doom and gloom preacher, but I'm a good common sense preacher that when the Lord's moving in your life, you don't have time to wait. You don't have time to just say, I'm going to do what I want to do. And then you go, then you go have the nerve to blame God for your jacked up life. No, that that's, it's not God's fault. God said, Hey, walk with me. I saved you. I gave you the greatest gift ever to be able to care with you every day, to hide in your, the spirit of the Lord is in our hearts and lives with us and walks with us and Holy Spirit does its thing. But if you're going to start walking, then you got to, look, here's something else. And this, if, I was all, when I first started as an adult back in 2011 or 12, running again with some of the guys in church and some of the ladies, they uh, they saw some tennis shoes I had on. And they were like, you can't run in them shoes. I'm like, well, they tennis shoes. Well, I, I don't suggest running in them just because they're tennis shoes. I'm like, they fit. They feel good on me. They my shoes. They ain't your shoes. You, if you, hey, I, don't, I can't help you don't have, you don't, you don't like my shoes. Well, I, go ahead then. Run in them. Let me know how it feels about that fourth or fifth mile. When your hips are hurting. You, see, we don't even understand. And I don't even have time for that today. We don't even understand that why when, with, when we when we want to go back to the whole armor of God. And what was one of those? He said he shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. He gave us all of that. You got to have the right shoes if you're going to run or you're going to walk. But well, we don't understand. And I found that out the hard way. True story. Man, I'm doing it. and But I'm like, oh, my. I was hurting, ever. my feet was hurting, my knee uh, nothing's ever been wrong with my knees my, everything's just hurting and of course you got the you got the one, you got those super saved joggers and runners that just try to encourage us, it's, it's, it's okay just go get you a good pair of shoes then you got them other ones that come by, I told you so any of y'all have any of those in your life? yeah, I, I told you so, I told you it wouldn't work, you dummy that there's times I think we really do need somebody to look at us right in our grill and say you're just a big dummy you know, you you're just a big dummy. But when I went and bought me a pair of running shoes, went over to Flowood to sticky Feet, I'm like, what in the world? Why am I even? Is there a, such a thing? I ain't never had none of this growing up. I put them shoes on. I thought I was on the streets ago. I'm walking. I'm like, man, I ain't even running yet. And I feel good. Took off. Ran my first 5K in those shoes, I never hurt not one bit. Now, I know what the, what the devil will play with. He'll say, well, that's just coincidence. It's just one of them things. You was, it, it, really wasn't, it really was the shoes. You need to make sure you prepare yourself for this journey. And in the middle of this journey, you're going to have to have everything that you need. And it's those things that you need sometimes are just simple as a pair of shoes. I wouldn't run in these boots unless there was a mountain lion after me. You know what i'm saying i'm not going to meet you guys to go hey, check these out man i tell you what i'll spot you no they're going to be like man you're an idiot you're going to break your ankle and you're going to sound like a wagon coming down the road when you're running with them kind of shoes on you need the right kind of shoes we don't understand how that we must prepare ourselves so let's get to a place. John 16, and I'm bringing this to a close, God. I wanna, but I just want us to just very simply to understand what we are dealing with in a world that we're at today. These things have I spoken to you that in me that you may have what? You may have peace. Anybody need some peace today? Well, I'm going to stand here and tell you I need some. Because I'm, I'm just being real transparent with you. I I'm, I'm, i don't like it. Nobody likes, look, i I try, I, I I was picking it. Oh, my daughter yesterday. I said, Man, Cameron can like just say, Hey, I'm going to bed and go to sleep. And all of a sudden, bat dude lays his head now. I'm like, you know, I should get a baseball bat. I want to do that. I used to do that. I want to do that. Well, here's the thing, guys. It's, it's the different seasons that you're in. It's the, it's the it's the place. Where you're at now, now, some of them places God allowed you to get to, and walk through, so He can see just what kind of shoes you got on. He can just see where your heart is. He can see where your mind is, because a lot of us we, we try really hard to get to where God wants us to be, that we forget about taking God with us. We 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 you know I I I don't read enough books. I I don't listen to Furtick enough. I think I can just do everything I want to do. No, you need to do what God wants you to do. This walk is not about me and so-and-so and so-and-so. And so. This walk is about me and Christ and how that we walk. But that you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. You'll have trouble. You'll have pandemics. You'll have sickness. You'll have tragedy. You'll have girlfriends leaving you. You're all depressed and your mind's messed up. You'll have wives and husbands doing stupid things. There's always going to be the junk. But he said, but be of good cheer, I, the one you're walking with. See, the problem is the reason that some of y'all don't finish races, you're running with the wrong one. Just like in the, just like in the secular world. I, I, there's people that I love to run with, and there's people I don't like to run with. There's people I like to go to the gym and work out with, and then there's some I don't like to work out with. Because if I'm at the gym and the Lord has just really got something on your heart and you need saving, I'll talk to you. But while we're at the gym, I would much rather work out. Than just talk to you for two hours. But if it makes you feel better to leave there two hours later and say, Wait, where you been? I've been at the gym for two hours. Man, yeah, I've been up there. What you been doing? I've been at the gym. You ain't been doing nothing but talking, but you gotta walk it like you're talking. You go to the gym six months and you eat right and you lift the right kind of weights, I can promise you, unless you're a big dummy and don't know what you're doing in six months, I'm going to look at you and say, you know what? Man, you look different. Well, you know, maybe my, no, no, no. If you halfway normal, I promise you it'll work. It will work, but we have to put forth that effort. But I love what he said. I have overcame the world. Stop telling the Lord you want to walk different, but you don't want to change shoes. Stop saying, well, God, you know what? I just, I just, I like, I like, do you like where you're really at? Ask yourself that right now. Do you really like exactly where you are? Seriously. Is it where you're at right now? Is that where you want to be the rest of your life? Whether it be physically, spiritually, whatever it may be, is that really where you want to be? Isaiah 40 and 31 says it like this. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him will gain new strength and renew their power. We love to quote that scripture so many times, you know, those that wait up on the Lord. And we all, some of us is like, you know, the, he, he just said, just wait. So I'm just going to go over here and, and I'm going to pull me back a seat and I'm going to sit down for the next six months. And I'm just going to listen to pastor preach and I'm going to get goosebumps when Trent and everybody's singing and everything. It's going to be so cool. I'm going to just enjoy life. That's not the kind of waiting he said. But when you wait on somebody, you serve somebody. Because when I go to a restaurant or you go to a restaurant and you say, I want sweet tea and they, that waiter or waitress brings you sweet tea and it begins to, it runs out or whatever, you know, and they, they serve you. Can I help you with anything else? That's what we, while we're waiting on the Lord, we're serving him. You say, well, how do you know that? It says, it says you will, you will gain new strength. You don't go to the gym and just lay down and get strength. Okay. You got to be doing something to get that. And the only way you're going to be able to lift up your wings and be close to God and fly like the eagles rising toward the sun, they will run and not be what? And not be weary. Is there, is, let me just raise you. is there anybody here that just gets weary every once in a while? Sure we do. Just weary. Weary is a bad place to be. But he said you're going to run and not be weary and you're going to walk and not grow tired. So we got some walkers and we got some runners. Look at somebody next to you and say, You need some new shoes. I don't get beat up or nothing. You need some new shoes. Yeah. God, I waited all last year for you to bring, me a, to bring me a spouse. I waited all last year for you to put somebody in my life, and I've been praying, Lord. And, you know, the problem is you need to stop praying that God will bring you them, and you start praying to him, and all of that will work out. All the things you thought you wanted in life, it's there. And I'm, let me let me say this too. Let me let me just throw this out there. You can also stop looking at my. Sometimes we talk about walking like he talking, like I said earlier. But also, you can't just be looking at my walk. You might not like my walk. You think you want to walk like so and so. You think you want to do like so and so. Or you just sometimes, you know what? I don't even like his walk. I don't, I don't even like it at all. Look, you, know, you don't have to like my walk. My walk might not be like your walk. Anybody know what I'm talking about? No, my walk is not going to be your walk. The gate that I walk, it may not be the same. The way you stride, the way you run, even the way you just normally walk, it may not, we don't look the same when we walk. Everybody has, so you got to be careful. Look, everybody wants to be some spiritual giant. I want to be like Jacob. Well, you do know that Jacob wrestled with an angel and got his hip knocked out of socket. Now he's dragging one of his legs the rest of his life. He got his name changed to Israel, but at the same time, he didn't. He wasn't still just standing up with his chest stuck out, but he was doing like this. But the good thing about I like about that is, is that there's no doubt out there in the sand somewhere, you could be standing there looking, and you could look down and be like, Jacob been through here. Because you can see where he drugged that foot. It doesn't matter to me. If my eye offends me, plug it out. Whatever it takes And I don't want to say in 2022, I want to say right now on December the 26th of 2021, my life has got to change today. Your life, my life, my walk, my run, my relationship, it's got to be hinged on him. You know, everybody wants to diss on Moses. Moses went out there, man, and Lord said, Speak to the rock. Nah, I'm going to strike that dude. Dude just had passion, man. He was a little angry. I mean, he did it with millions of knuckleheads. I, I probably would have hit more than the rock. So I get that he missed the promised land, but guess what he didn't miss? He didn't miss heaven. See, the problem is sometimes, look, don't miss heaven looking at the promised land. That's, that's a whole other sermon. But I'm I'm trying to get to heaven, yes, but I'm trying to get to the feet of Jesus. I'm trying to get to the feet of Jesus every day right now. Mm. 1 Corinthians says it like this, Things which the eye has not seen and the ear has never heard, and which have not even entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him or who hold him in affectionate reverence, who obey him, and who gratefully recognize the benefits that he has bestowed upon us. So stop making excuses why you can't live for him, why your marriage can't get any better, why your finances are not better, why your walk with the Lord is not better. He is telling us that there are some new things that are coming to us that we can live for him. And I don't know why that the Lord give me this yesterday, but in closing this out, He just simply brought to my mind Matthew six and nine, and most of us here knows what Matthew six and nine is, and I want to put Matthew six and nine up. Anybody know where that what that is the beginning of the Lord's prayer? So many times we get a, we we've gotten away from that. We have our own little prayers. Lord, you know, I'm not doing good today. I hadn't been sleeping. Lord, let me sleep in Jesus' name. Amen. What, what, I mean, really? Lord, you know, I need a new car. I just, I just pray that you just lay it on so-and-so's heart. I know she got lots of money, that so she'll just give me a new car. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And we think that's funny. We think that's, but that's the way we pray sometimes. Because when I have people that ask me a lot of times, you know, Brother Joe, how do you pray? I mean, look, I'm not, look, I'm not one of those uh, that just, I just pray, man. I just pray just like Jesus is sitting right there on them steps, and I'm talking to him. I'm like, look, God, now I already know you know because who you are, you God, you already know what I'm thinking. But I'm going to tell you anyway. I want you to hear it out of my mouth. Now, you know that I've been walking through a valley, that I've been trying to get to a certain place in my marriage. Are you listening, God? Just talk to him. I mean, it's, it's really that simple. But I love, I love this. It says, in this manner, therefore, pray. It's very simple. Now, I know they got those guys with them great preaching voices, And they got all these great orators that could just read something and just, you know, you're like, you know what? I could probably get saved if James Earl Jones would read this for me. No. But he said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, what I also like, it's not in this scripture, but on down there, it talks about whatever I bind on earth, it'll be bound in heaven. Whatever I loose, it's going to be loosed other words, I'm hooked up between there. Verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What are you praying? What are you praying today? How have you been praying? How have you been walking? How have you been running? Give us this day. Our daily bread. Now, we would like to just, let's just shut it down right there, Lord. You know what? I, 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 now's the time to let it go. That, that, that part was for me. The other part, that's going to be for somebody else. No, no. He said, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I wish I'd get community bank to do that. And do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Man, I mean, there's something about at the end of all of it. Amen. It is what it is. That's simple, but he's letting us know this is what you need to do. As everybody in this in this in this building today, I'm not everybody that knows me. I'm not I'm not here to embarrass anybody. I want as they begin to play something, I want every one of us to stay in across this place today. And I'm I, and I, I, don't, I want to have a, I, I want us to come and gather around the most sacred place there is. We forget sometimes that 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 an altar area, it was created for us. We think so many times that that's for the sinner. So you know what happens? You know why we're afraid to come down here sometimes and pray? Because we're afraid of what somebody's gonna think. Well, you know where there goes? I wonder what Brother Joel has been doing. He down there praying, crying, got snot all over him, and uh, well, I guess I guess his life done got jacked up. No. I'm where I am, trying to get a little bit closer trying to make my walk a little bit better, saying, you know what, God? I need some new shoes. I got to be able to walk and I got to be able to run this race. And I'm not saying I want to be really comfortable. I'm not saying I want it easy, but I want to have on what you tell me I need on. I don't want to inflict more pain on me than I got to get coming, than I got coming to me. You know, some of us, we jack our own lives up. Stop blaming the devil Stop blaming God. Stop blaming the church and just look at yourself in the mirror and say, God, I tell you what better than that. Look at somebody next to you and say, don't let me be stupid this year. Tell them, don't let me be stupid this year. That's not what it's about. Hey, I know we're gonna have mess ups and, and we're gonna have those things that happen, but somehow or another I gotta realize, and the only way we're gonna realize that, and this is what I want us to do today for just a few minutes. I want everybody that will in this house. See, here we gotta understand that person next to you, you walk, that's that's your walking buddy. That's your running buddy. Well, I ain't never walked with them. I ain't never run with them. Well, now's your chance. Because you know what? God may put them in the middle of your life at 1 o'clock one morning in February or March. I don't know. And you need to be a little bit familiar with them. And that's why I want everybody in here to come down to this altar and just stand here and raise your hands up toward heaven. And I want you to say, God, I want," but at the same time when you get here, I want you to look at your neighbor that's standing right beside you. And I want you to take a good look at them and realize that that is somebody that just may need me this year. That just may need me, not just today, not just tomorrow, not just when it's time to go run, but at some point I need somebody to say, you know what, God, I'm tired of running. Garrett, there'll be times in my life this year, there was times in my life this past or right now, and I said, you know what, God, I'm I'm tired. I'm I'm just really, I'm really, really tired. Nobody else knows I'm tired. I walk into all seasons. I find my way here. I smile at everybody. I shake everybody's hand. I pray for everybody. I'll fast for everybody. I'll make my way back to the drum room every Sunday, every rehearsal. But in the midst of all of that, I got a little limp every once in a while. In the midst of all of that, but see, I don't, like, I don't need nobody feeling sorry for me. I don't want nobody feeling sorry for you. But let me tell you something. You don't have to have the greatest track suit on to be able to run this race. You don't have to have your bank account full. I'm getting look, I, I look, look, guys, I want I want you to be able to, I mean, excel so high that you can walk up to this church house in a few years and write checks and say, you know what? Just do what you want to do with it. But that's not where it's at. If the only reason that you're trying to go to school and do what's right is so I can make millions of dollars. That's the whole. That's, that's not where it needs to be at. But say, God, I'm gonna put something in my heart. I gotta love people like I never loved somebody before. I wanna run with. I never. You know what? Here's the problem. See, we 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 look at the one next to us. And have you ever run with somebody that's faster than you or slower than you? Sure. You're like, I don't want. I'm uncomfortable now. Some of y'all is uncomfortable right now. I, they may outrun me. I may not can keep up. No, I'm going to go back to what he said. It's not to the swiftest. It's not to the smartest. It's not to the wisest. But I'm just going to endure to the end because I want to see this same group when it's all said and done. Cross that, that last finish line. That place that says, whoo, it was rough sometime, dude. I did not want to walk that walk. I said, you I'm tired of this. I'm done with y'all. But you got to keep walking. you got to keep running. Keep your feet moving. And I'm going to pray. And if your spouse is here with you, wrap your arms around them, your children, all of you young people, all of you guys, whoever it is. Man, look, put your arm around us. I, I got you back. This year, I got you back. I'm not going to be stupid. In my marriage, I'm not going to be stupid. But I want to do what's right. And they're going to turn that music up, and I'm going to pray, and I want you to pray. And I want you to sincerely ask the Lord, what do I need to do, God? But I'm going to go ahead and give you the answer. Keep walking. Keep running. Keep serving. Keep moving. Just keep moving. Father, we love you today. And you are awesome in this house. You are everything that I've ever prayed for, everything that I've ever stood for. You are still, no matter what anybody says, what the enemy would bring before us, you are still the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You're the prince of peace, God. You're my creator today. You created me. I am your creation. And I know I get stupid sometimes, God. But I pray today that you would forgive me. For anything that would be in my heart, anything that would be in my life, anything that I might have said, anything that I might have done, God, I pray that you would just walk all up in my spirit today, God. That you would just walk all up in this house today, that there are people here under the sound of my voice that are right at the place of just saying, you know what, I'm done but no, not today, not today. We're gonna, if we gotta hold hands and run the rest of this race, that's what I'm gonna do, God. It it might be holding hands with somebody I'm really not even comfortable with, but irregardless, I am going to run this race or I'm gonna walk it, I'm gonna crawl it, I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna hop. Whatever I gotta do, God, I wanna continue to do it for you because you are still the reason that I'm serving you. You're still the reason that I'm doing everything that I'm doing. You're still the reason that I'm here today God you are the reason you're the greatest gift ever and I'm so thankful today that you have given me your son it wasn't easy I know it wasn't easy but you wrapped yourself and you walked on this earth and you suffered and you bled and you died And you put up with junk just like we're putting up with. And I know it got heavy for them 113 days, time 33. But I want to just take the time right now and challenge myself to walk just between now and Easter. As hard as I can. When I want to quit, I want to pick the phone up and call a running buddy. And I don't feel like running. No, you got to run with me today, man. You got to walk with me today. You got to pray with me today. You got to seek God. I don't feel like see. You got to. You got to help me today, Father. I pray your anointing. I pray right now for there's any stronghold in any family that we tear that down right now in the name of Jesus. God saturate this place from the front to the back, from the side to the other side, all up and down. I want to thank you in advance for every ever lost loved one that's going to be saved. I want to thank you in advance for every bill that they thought couldn't get paid, for every addiction they thought they could not break. I'm giving you and I'm praising you in advance. Right now, I'm not taking no for an answer. It, I'm not waiting, God. I'm going to continue to serve you the way you said serve you. I pray for every couple today. I pray your anointing. I pray that we're a couple today that we love each other and we serve each other in kindness. That we do things that we only know to do to lift each other up. It's real simple. I got to give a little, take a little. But you gave it all that I could have that humble spirit. God, I pray for every young person here under the sound of my voice today. God, I pray for the future of this world, of our church. God, I pray that you would just continue to move in me, to move in us as we just put one foot in front of the other, as we journey. Oh, I know there's going to be some stuff. It's it's not going to be easy. I'm, 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 I'm not trying to, you know, to mess myself up. I know it's not going to be easy, but I know you're going to be right there with me, Lord. I'm going to get stuck sometimes. But I can't forget who I'm walking with. I can't forget that you said, whatever I need, if I would ask, it would be given to me. If I would seek it, I could find it. If I could knock, or would knock, that door would be opened. <clears throat> so today, I lay charge to, this, con- to this, this congregation today, to every soul. I pray that when we leave here today, the journey starts now. We're going to have a six-day jump on a new year. I'm already moving faster. I'm already ahead of the game. I can't wait on my friends. I can't wait on what so-and-so is going to do. I can't wait on a brand-new job. I can't wait till till church does this or church does that, but I'm going to do it right now. God, I praise you, and I thank you today. I hope that when you leave here today, because it don't take a profit. It don't take... a a, a super spiritual giant to know that we walk through stuff but just know today that while you're walking you're moving yeah I mean we we, sometimes we we talk about that old turtle I don't want to be no turtle you know the turtle lives a miserable life sometimes you ever realize what he carries on his back every day pretty much his house, and pretty much his grave. Yeah. But he hunkers down every once in a while. A lot of things can roll over him and get out of the way. There will be days you can't get out of the way, but you can let Jesus continue to be the way. Guys, we love each and every one of you, and I hope you continue to have a blessed day. A blessed, rest. Look, make, make a difference. Don't, don't make a difference in 22. Make a difference in 21 right now. You've got a few more days left. Look, I'll leave this with you. When my grandpa was pastor, he used to always have a little thing. He always talked about bum-fuzzling the devil. I have no idea if that's even a word. In Webster Dictionary, I have pretty much everything in Webster now. But anyway. But he would walk into a service sometimes. And his his way of bum and was just messing with the devil's head. He'd walk into a service and he'd have an altar call first. He said, oh, see, 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 the devil knows that the choir is about to sing, the devil knows that what's about to happen. The devil knows what time the announcements are gonna be. The devil knows where each and every one of us is gonna be at a specific time. But when he said, hey, we've got an altar call first. So now we got the whole church praying and hating on the devil in the beginning. Go ahead and get him on out of here. So why don't you today do something different with your life? Don't do what you always did or always do. But whatever you're doing, do it as unto the Lord. God bless you guys. We love you. And as Pastor Lot says, go give the devil fits. Amen.